Today's episode with Human is so special. I love his perspective on shooting weddings. He says, get off social media and shoot what's interesting to you. Human shot weddings for 17 years. He found that most of his couples, the biggest problem was their timeline or lack thereof. He saw this pattern over and over and it was costing them both emotionally and financially. He created a solution to the problem. Bride and grooms, your wedding timeline is literally everything. You can have a minute-by-minute timeline in five minutes if you go to weddingtimeline.com. And wedding photographers recommend this to all your couples. It's going to be game-changing. Enjoy this episode. Welcome to Get a Heck Yes with Carissa Wu. I'm your host, Carissa, and I've been a Los Angeles wedding photographer for over a decade. I've traveled the world, built my team, and seen it all. I now coach wedding photographers hit 10K a month and build a thriving business. In this podcast, we are going to deep dive into how top wedding creatives get that heck yes from their dream clients. We are not holding back on the struggles of the business and how to push through the noise. Some healthy hustle, mindset shifts, up-leveling your money story, time hacks because I'm a mom of two, a little bit of woo-woo, and most importantly, self-love and confidence are just a few of the many things we will talk about. I want to give you a genuine thank you for following along my journey. I hope to inspire you every Wednesday so that you say heck yes to listening to this podcast. See you guys soon. Hey everyone, welcome back to Get a Heck Yes with me, your host, Carissa Wu. I have a very special guest, Human Barami, and I just want to give him a shout out. He's been a wedding photographer and he found a very special solution to a problem. He is the founder of Wedding Date Timeline, a wedding planning tool made for bride and grooms that uses AI to create a professional minute by minute timeline. And I feel like this topic is going to be so special because I've been a wedding photographer for 13 years and I read your your bio and I read your um, your website and I have the same views of you views as you that the timeline is truly everything. But welcome home in. Thanks. Thanks so much for having me. Excited to be here. Yay. I guess in your words, I said a little bio, but in your words, tell us about you and your story. Yeah, sure. So I'm a I'm a wedding photographer. I've been in based in North Carolina. I've been doing it for about 17 years now. Wow! And, uh, it's been great. You know, it's a it's a great um, it's a great business. It's great to be with all the people, and you know, it's one of the most critical parts of anyone's life is if they decide to get married and having that wedding is is amazing. Okay. Yeah. 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 So 17 years. Wow. You're a true veteran. So yeah. through the years in your journey, tell us about like the wedding timeline and how it's so important to wedding photographers and why you invented like the software to help bride and grooms plan their big day. Sure. Well, so, you know, I mean, you're a wedding photographer too. And I think it's the, I don't know if it's a secret or if it's um, something that is not known by most couples, but you, me, um, the wedding photographer is really your coordinator on the day. Mm, true. We're the ones that are doing everything, and we're depending on how you how your package and how you shoot. For me, I'm I've always been an all day photographer. I'm there from very close to when a bride starts getting ready, and I'm there until the end of the night. So I see everything. Yes, and, yes. And in that, in the mornings, especially you you see and you hear. If you're paying attention, you're doing your photography properly. You're also listening, and as you listen, 
you hear the complaints, you can hear the frustration, you can see the problems, and you have to anticipate what's going to happen next. You're like, okay, mm-hmm. well, you know, we're going to do a first look at one, it's 12, and they're still in the makeup chair. And mm-hmm. mom's dress is not here, and two bridesmaids are missing. And if I don't say something, mm-hmm. no one's going to say anything. Mm-hmm. And next thing you know, we're, we're missing everything. You're late. Mm-hmm. Um, so part of it started here. Uh, mm-hmm. A big part of it started with couples calling me a lot or messaging me and saying, listen, um, I'm stressed. I need help with this timeline. Please help me. This is years ago, like five, six, seven, eight years ago. Yeah. And so you know, like like any photographer, um, yourself, I'm sure you've got experience in this. You you start like, okay, what are you doing? Let's see. Let's figure it out. And you, you jot some numbers down and, okay, this should probably be pretty good. And then you can hear it in the couple's voice, the bride or the groom. You can hear them start to come down. Ooh, mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. I actually have a plan, a map. Uh, don't don't you think? I mean, did you run into this too? No, I, I'm. you're preaching to the choir because everything's down to timeline. And that, that was one of my selling points too. I was like, you know, after, you know, hearing so many problems and, you know, being, being late and, you know, having too little time, you kind of realize a photographer, if you don't help them make the timeline, then you're going to screw yourself. Right. Yeah. If you, <laughs> at the end of the day, if they're having a good wedding, our job is easier. Mm-hmm. We're hand in hand with the couple. Bad yeah. timeline, hard job. <laughs> yes. Oh and my then God. we hear about it because we can't make the photos that, that couples expect or things are missed. And they're like, hey, you know, two months later, hey, what's happened? And you're like, you don't remember. The day was really fast, but uh-huh. we had two minutes. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Well, why did we have two minutes? Well, all these other reasons, you know. <laughs> Pick one. It doesn't matter. Like, these are the reasons why. So couples coming up to me and they started doing it. So I started having these repetitive conversations. And like a lot of people, you start making this kind of template. Um, the template I had was a bit different, which was, okay, I started, it was the precursor to developing wedding day timeline, which was at the at its core, where does this timeline begin? Mm-hmm. What do we need to know? And so I was able to create four or five templates. And I was like, you all pick which category fits you. Mm-hmm. And then that gave a template, but they started to do all this math and it didn't account for a lot of things. And I started thinking it was helpful, but I'm like, why just help couples I know? The, mm-hmm. you know, the tiny mm-hmm. amount of weddings that I do, why should, should be for more and it could yeah. be much more. And so oh. that led to me then developing this whole concept. Boom. And that is genius. We're going to go so deep into this, yeah, in a yeah. little bit, but I want to hear a little bit about your story before even becoming a wedding photographer. Um, are you from North Carolina? Yeah. What were you like as a kid and kind of your journey to becoming a wedding photographer and sure. took you to obviously. Right. To Dave, you- All right. right. Started with my dad giving me a plastic kit camera. Oh yeah. In the third grade wow. film, one button, no flash, no lens, just, you know, El Cheapo, push a button and, you get a photo. You have to take it and get developed. So yeah. that was the setting for wedding photography or for any photography. That camera was with me until I was a senior in high school. So um, wow, having that where you don't have a zoom, you don't have a flash, you don't have any light, you have nothing. It's literally just the light. You light and a button. That's it. And 12, wow. 12 exposures of film. Was your dad a photographer or he just had no, it? No, no, no. He, he's a physician. So. Oh, nice. <laughs> but he liked science. He liked building things and doing interactive stuff. So So was it so, the plastic camera? It was a was it like a point and shoot? It it was a point and shoot. Yeah. It was it was 
it was literally just a square like mm-hmm. like yeah. this, you know, and you went push a button and uh-huh. that was it. No controls. So what did you like capturing? Was it people, friends, landscapes? People are, uh, landscapes, people, landscapes, yeah. Primarily landscapes. Some people stuff. Um, landscape always had light. People stuff, you know, you have to be outside or this thing wouldn't have enough exposure. Okay. You know, light wouldn't enough light. So yeah. Awesome. And, and that it- took me into, high, into college. College, I got a degree in physics. Wow. Um, after college, I was a professional pilot, a corporate pilot for, I don't know, 12, 13 years. And while flying, started getting a bit bored and picked up the camera again, started doing things like bands and musicians and people and all this stuff just for creative outlet. And then someone said, do a wedding. So I did a wedding and then their friends liked it. They started hiring me. And so next thing you know, it became a part-time business and then that led to like, you have to pick one or the other. Mm. So I decided to drop the flying and stick with, you know, the photography. Wow. How would you describe your style as a photographer? Um, emotional, um, documentary, photojournalist, looking for genuine moments that are unscripted and uncontrolled. Wow. So that people can feel um, the emotion and when you see a photograph, I, I don't think the bride and groom wants a hundred hundred percent of photos of themselves. Mm. And really, they only need a few photos of themselves. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think couples really want to see their friends, their family having a great time together. They should be part of it, but it's not like we're taking the couple off and doing hours of couple photos. Yeah, that's I, like super tiny amount, like fifteen minutes and done. Yeah, I totally so, agree. How has but being a pilot helped you become a wedding photographer and I guess what was like the straw that broke the camera's back that made you just decide to quit? Because that's a really good profession to leave. Um, well, I guess it depends like anything. The grass is greener like any profession. But flying, for me, I think flying is great um, when you're young and you have nothing else to do. And you can accept a kind of I'm never home lifestyle, mm. uh, low pay, lots of work, strange hours tiring, exciting, mm-hmm. fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but after a while, you know, you're gone a lot and there's lots of up and downs. Mm-hmm. In today's world, yes, there's a, there's a, a shortage of pilots and so they pay well. But for me, it's just it's just not the lifestyle that I wanted. Yeah. And, it, and also at the end of the day, for me at least, flying, flying professionally is just not exciting. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. You go up, you know, takeoff is fun, landing is fun, but the rest of it is you're just straight, literally it's straight and level. It should, it should, by nature, it should not be an exciting thing. You yeah. don't want like going up and down and uh-huh. turning. So it's I, well, kind of boring. I'm curious to know like your transition from pilot to wedding photographer was like an easy transition because you had been shooting with this camera since you were a kid or like how did you... How did you learn the ropes and did you just kind of like dive in and what was like the process? Yeah, no. So it was, it was just dive in. And at, the, at this time I had, um, you know, by this time I had a, a DSLR. So it was, okay. it was, this is the, the beginning of the digital switch from film to digital. So um, I had one of the very early DSLRs, Nikon D50, D70, D yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Something like this. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I had the D90. Yeah. And it was just, um, it was just jump in. Nice. It was like someone said, shoot a wedding. I haven't done it. We don't care. Okay. And yeah. so I just oh. showed up and I shot what I thought was interesting. 
And at this time, there were no, like, if you start wedding photography today, man, it's easy. It's like, there's a million courses. Yeah. A million people have got a million courses on how to, and everything has just been, not not dumbed down, but I mean, it doesn't take very much to say like, okay, you, I need to buy this specific light. I can stick uh-huh. it up like this, set my camera to this and do this and this. You know, someone's, there's a million walkthroughs of a full wedding day. This is, totally. you know what I mean? So at the time, these things didn't exist. Yeah, same here. So you were just like, I just showed up and I just took what was, photographed what I thought was interesting. Um, yeah, I love that. that. Allowed, and, and, you know, luckily people thought it was interesting as well, or enough yeah. people thought it was interesting. <laughs> and then- yeah, you Get have that passion eye. and you have the eye. You've been training like your whole life, thanks to your dad. How did how do you get your heck yes from your dream client? I have to ask since it's, it's the name of my podcast. <laughs> um I think it's I, I think it is getting out of their way, you know, not not at this point it should be a cliche, but not being a photographer and being a guest. And being emotionally invested in someone's wedding mm-hmm. so that you're listening mm-hmm. as well as watching, as well as feeling what's happening so that you can anticipate in about five seconds, I don't know, table six is going to lean over and clink glasses. Mm-hmm. You can tell. Mm-hmm. Forgetting what's happening over there, mm-hmm. hearing something over there knowing that that's kind of the wild table and they're about to get up mm-hmm. and having all the settings already set properly, mm-hmm. the right camera with the light, right lens in your hand and position yourself in the right place. So when they lean over mm-hmm. and the couple sees, they hear it, they like, oh man, I knew those eight people at table six would be amazing. I wish I was there. What's happening? And in a couple months when they get their photo, they should look at it and they should feel is though they're leaning in with them wow. and they should see those expressions and then they should be smiling. Oh my God. Yes. Oh, so I oh mean, heck God. yes, <laughs> but yes, this is, Aww. this is the wedding. Yeah. Yeah. This is the wedding. Or you can say that, you know, they're giving it, they're giving a toast, uh-huh. right? The uh, dad is giving a toast. Father of the bride is giving a toast and he's, he's saying some nice things about the, the groom. Um, and, or, or the other bride, whatever. Mm-hmm. And so not only watching him, but watching them, seeing her hand, seeing now they're at a table. So seeing her arm move, you see that arm move. That's a natural instinctive move that she just moves her hand to his leg, to his hand, to something. Wow. Can I see that? Not from here. It means not being lazy. So you get up, you move from where you are to the other side quietly. So it's not distracting. And have, again, right camera, right lens, find the light and photo this, you know, yeah. this grip, mm. whatever it is that she's doing. Yeah. Because that right there will say a million times more than anything else. Wow. Just this. Mm. Yeah. So this, then when they see that, they're like, no, this, they, you can feel this love. Aww. And this should be part of it. Oh, man. That was such a special uh, answer. I got chills like all up my arms and down my spine. You seem like a very emotional person. Um, are you 
you're still like in touch with connection between two people. Tell me more about that and like where it comes from. Oh, it's, well, I mean, I don't know. It's just, you know, you have to be open to feeling things and, you know, it's, you know, if, if you're in this business, if you're doing weddings, I mean, it's, it only exists for one thing and that's for love and family and people coming together, having these, this kind of moment and you should be open to this. It shouldn't be just like, okay, I'm taking this, I'm taking that, I'm doing yeah. this, I'm doing that. And interestingly, the couple should also be open to these things. And you'll find that if you don't have a plan mm -hmm. for what you're doing, if you don't know what's going on, regardless if, if you want it, even if you want to be like, oh, I just like go with the flow and I just want to be cool and organic, that's all fine and well. But it won't be organic and flowy and relaxed if you don't know what's happening and mm -hmm. you're constantly late and there's this pressure mm -hmm. people want to do things because when that happens you know you're not going to have the you're not focused on what your dad is saying mm. you're not focused on like oh man i just felt that mm -hmm. in the back of your mind's like i was late i gotta hurry up and do this someone wants me for that what about this i didn't think about that the vent the you know the venue managers in my ear that we're going to shut us down an hour early because of you know, noise restriction. So pop, 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 pop. This is not enjoyable. This isn't love. Mm. This is just a lot of money, a lot of effort without a plan. Mm. So and you so want all of that. You want the chills. Mm -hmm. You got to have a plan. I'm so glad I asked that question because I think your wedding day timeline goes so much deeper into like the emotional side of bride and grooms. And I think what you are really seeing after those 17 years is that you really want your couples to be present in the moment. And that's when you could get your most optimal, amazing photographs yes. and take us back to when like you kind of invented this, you kind of talked a little bit about like the, the backstory, but was it, were you working with like a lot of planners? Were you already helping people with timelines, like you said? And then like, how did you like make this AI system and kind of tell us more about like how bride and grooms listening right now or like planners or photographers can kind of refer you to your website and like have their couples use you? You know, um, it, it, it all, it was, it, it's, it's a culmination of things that was happening when, you know, you, you, all, all these people, they're, they're amazing people. Some, some couples you have a more of a connection with because they let you in more and some don't completely fine. No big deal. Um, but you're still watching them and you're just watching all of these things that are going wrong, you know, and I don't mean this in a disaster, negative doomsday way. At the end of the day, everyone always gets married. They say, I do. They walk away. They're happy. But the process of it, it's like you're spending a lot of money. Mm-hmm. 10, 20, 30, 50, 80, 100, 150,000, 200,000 dollars. Mm -hmm. And here it is, the week of the wedding. And I don't know what time you want me to start. Mm -hmm. How is this possible? Oh my God. When do you want to do these photos? I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. I just did a wedding. Mm -hmm. right? Literally 10 days ago. Mm -hmm. And 20 days ago, having a conversation. They're like, we want to have a meeting. Okay. Well, tell me about the day. Well, the ceremony is going to be at um, six. Mm -hmm. Okay. Inside, you know, synagogue. Okay. And it's going to go till seven. All right. Mm -hmm. And what happens after that? Well, the couple's going for private time. Jewish, you could, private time. Cool. Mm -hmm. And then what? Well, that's it. 
Okay. Well, when they come out, 15 minutes, what's the, what are the guests, what are these 200 people doing for 15 minutes? Cocktail hour. But I thought we had cocktail hour actually before the ceremony. <laughs> we do it, you did it different. Yeah. What about the photos? Well, we're going to do them after the wedding. But you're having private time and then you said dinner. Well, we'll do it in the middle of dinner, but you can't do that. I mean, people are having dinner. It doesn't work. Okay. And it's like, do you want photos outside? Yes. It's going to be dark. It is? Yeah. I mean, it's going to be 715. It's going to be dark. All of these kind of things. Yeah. You can go on and on and on. No, totally. I get it. Yeah. So it's no plan. And then I started like the working with wedding planners. Don't get me wrong. Wedding planners are great. Uh huh. When do you typically get your timeline from a wedding planner? Two days prior, sometimes. So, and 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 what is what? And typically, it'll be an email. Again, I'm not trying to be negative, but it's like, here's the timeline. Let us know what you think, right? Mm-hmm. What's the answer to that? What difference does it make? What I think? Mm. It's too late. Mm. Wedding's like day after tomorrow. Mm. I need more time. You 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 put down ten minutes for the first look. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, people, if I want, yeah, I, I need people for, texted people, like their family already knows, like it's just, yeah, exactly. I mean, hair and makeup is set. Uh-huh. Hair and makeup's coming at whatever time they're coming. Yeah. They've already put the number of people that are coming. They already know how long it's going to take. So I can't change that. Mm-hmm. So what difference does it make? Oh my God, totally. I, it like always boggled my mind. It's so crazy that you made the solution to the problem, but all these like planners, like a week before the wedding, they would say, ask me all these questions and yeah, by that time, it's kind of like you it's should have just prepped me like three months ago or, or before that. And let me ask you, let me put it to you this way. Why is the timeline the last thing that people make? Yeah, it's crazy. Let me ask you this. Hey, Carissa, I love your photos. They're great. Getting married. I would love to hire you. How's your console go? You know, you're going to tell me what you're going to tell me. Oh, cool. This is what I do. I love photography and blah, 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 blah. All this stuff is fine. But for the practical aspect of hiring you is not relevant. Mm, mm-hmm. So, okay. I love what you said, Carissa. It's, it's fantastic. How much? Well, what do you say? Yeah, I would have to like go through how many hours I need. Like I would say, okay. oh, well, I need like six to eight hours. So, you know, okay. my purpose is this. So, okay. So I've never been married before. I have no idea what my day is going to be like. And you're telling me that you're, you're by the hour. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm not sure how many hours I need because you're probably the second vendor I've contacted. I hired my venue mm-hmm. and now I'm hiring my photographer, mm-hmm. maybe wedding planner somewhere in there. Yeah. So how many hours do I need? Do I need a six hour package, eight hour package or 10? And so the couple is forced to make a decision based on one of two things, price or most popular. Mm-hmm. So they pick you, right? Eight hours. And then they go through and they'll, and they'll pick everybody else. They DJ catering, uh, flowers, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And then, holy crap, that was, you know, exhausting. Mm-hmm. Month. Work is going on. School is going on. I got a life going on. I'm taking a small break. In a couple months, they'll revisit until they finally get to the point that's like, okay, the wedding's coming up. I guess I need to figure out when I'm getting dressed and taking these photos. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And what is not a single vendor typically done with the couple? Ask the couple, what do you want for your wedding day experience? Mm. 
I was shooting weddings basically for free or for like a grand. And I was having to haggle for every single session to try and like show them my value. And now I have clients coming to me saying that they want to work with me. And I have more importantly, other people in the industry recognizing my worth and asking me to work with them, which to me means even more than the clients because they're people who've been in the industry for 10 plus years. They've seen, you know, hundreds of other photographers and they're able to recognize me and the value that I can offer them. Yep, that's my student Kimberly. She's just one of my dozens of students crushing it. Go to my website, www.heckyesmedia.co and book a 15-minute strategy session with me. Only if you want to be booked out on multiple preferred vendor lists and have a proven marketing plan. Ooh, that's a powerful question. Because Carissa, right now, in, in our little mock interview here that we've done for, for hiring you, we haven't talked about, do I want to do a first look? Do I want to do photos before the ceremony? When is sunset? Are outdoor photos important to me? Do I want to be part of cocktail hour? Mm-hmm. Because let's say that I'm getting, everything happens at the hotel and I don't care about sunset. I don't care about cocktail hour. I don't want to do a first look. And I only have two bridesmaids. So I only, and you can turn around and say, okay, well, maybe you only need six hours my, I don't know, $3,000 package or whatever. But what if I'm getting ready at the hotel? I do want to do a first look at a park and then I'm going to go to the church and then I'm going to go to a reception 30 minutes away and I want you to be there for sparkler exit. And I want to do a first look with that. And I'm having like a special time of mimosas with the girls in the morning uh-huh. and I've got eight of them. Uh-huh. <laughs> and Chris is like, oh crap, man. Dude, you need my like 15-hour package. Uh-huh, uh-huh. That's like six grand. Uh-huh. Okay? But we haven't talked about any of that. Mm-hmm. So what I'm saying is that, and this is just for photography, the first thing that a couple should do is have someone ask them, what do you want for your wedding day experience? Mm. And make a timeline. Mm-hmm. So that when I'm interviewing as a bride or groom, when I'm interviewing my vendors and they say, Hey, who man, you know, congratulations on your wedding. That's awesome. Thanks. You know, um, we have a beautiful space for a venue. Looks great. I take great photos. Awesome. I play great music. Good. I make great flowers. Great. What do you want for your wedding day? What's your wedding going to be? And I can try and I can tell them this and I can show them a timeline. Mm-hmm. This is my wedding that I want. Mm. Krista, can you accommodate this? That's yes. Now, yeah. If they can do that, a timeline is two things. It's a contract between a couple and their wedding that they've discussed. And they're like, no, this is what we want for our wedding. And the second thing it is, is empowering. It's an empowering document. Yes. Tell vendors, this is what I want. Can you do it? Because the reality is there's a surplus of vendors. There's a, you know, I like to think I take nice photos. Man, in North Carolina, there's a thousand people that take nice photos. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Better than me. Uh-huh. Cheaper than me. Whatever. So it empowers the couple to find someone who can accommodate what they want that they also like. Yes. And the experience that they want, not someone told yes. them. Yeah. Yes. 
Not that, oh no, suddenly I've hired all these people and now they're telling me I can't do something on my day, Mm -hmm. which I've seen vendors do to couples on their wedding day. Mm -hmm. I've seen planners do it. You can't do that. Why can't they do that? I've gotten into arguments before. Why? What do you care? Yeah. It's their wedding. Who cares? (laughs) Do whatever you want. (laughs) What difference does it make? This is such great content and I'm I'm really like deeply listening to you. And I was just thinking of this conversation I had like five minutes ago before we hopped on, but the planner, she, after Wayfarers and we take pictures at Terrania and then, then they were going to go back to Long Beach to touch up their makeup when the reception's in San Pedro. You don't know all these verbiage, but. Um, no, but I, I know what you're saying. Yeah, well, it's yeah, the so wrong it direction. Like, I was like, wow, that's opposite direction. Um, you know, wedding days, you don't move as fast as when you're wearing yoga pants. You you have a big puffy dress with like heels and, you know, it's been really hot and it doesn't take you like 30 minutes to go to like Long Beach and come back and have your makeup done there. Like, why don't you just do it at the, the reception? So there's little things like as experienced photographer that we kind of understand and we would look through, but you know, exactly what you said, like it's already done and said it's on the timeline and it's two days out or three days out. And, um, it's much harder to kind of change that now if it could have been changed like three months ago. So this is all very empowering to a couple. And also what you said, like saving the money, like maybe you don't need to hire like the wedding planner just to make your timeline and pay like two, three K for that day of like you have it all there and maybe you could have someone like help implement the like the party favors like like the guest book and stuff but as far as just like making your timeline like you have to ask yourself questions um and be able to answer them and educate yourself on what exactly is a timeline i think um i think you're exactly right in in the case of that you just gave where a couple is doing photos in one location they got to go south to do more touch-ups and then go re-backtrack and go the other direction, north mm-hmm. now, to get yeah. to where they're going. That makes sense. If they used so wedding day timeline when you when you build it, it, it has Google Maps built in mm, crazy. on the backside. Crazy. So when you're putting in all these locations, we're automatically calculating not only the um the time, but we're calculating the time using Google's historical data for the day of your wedding. Wow. Right? Because as you know, like from Point A to point B on Tuesday morning is different than on Saturday. And uh-huh. I don't know, if you're in a college town, that day is always homecoming day or it's some sort of like fundraising race or something that's like, whoa, traffic's always whacked out that day. This will anticipate it. And so when you use the software, you can say, okay, someone told me to do this or I'm thinking about doing this. If you put all this data in and you see the timeline, you can be like, oh, I don't know. Do I really want to do all that? Mm. Suddenly I didn't think it was, I didn't think it was. And I know this because I watch brides and grooms go through, make a timeline, and then they go back to the edit feature and they start changing things. They're like, okay, yeah, I'm not doing that. Mm. You can hear them thinking this as yeah. you watch, you know, the things change and, and what they change. They're like, oh yeah, you know, uh, two hours for hair and makeup. And then I watch them, they go back and change. It's like, no, five hours. They must have asked their hair and makeup team, and something changed, like, no, I need more time. And they're like, whoa, getting ready at 7 a.m.? Do I really want to do that? Mm. And then later they'll come back and something has changed, you know? They realize that, yeah, this hair and makeup team, for example, said the way we are, this can make five hours. So they must have gone back and said, can you bring someone else? 
maybe we won't do all those people. We'll do less because they're like, I just don't want to start at seven in the morning. Yeah. If you do, that's great. But if you don't, this at least shows you what's realistically going to happen. Mm-hmm. How can it save money? This is a good example. And this has happened multiple times, not using my time. I just, with my own couples, the kind of the worst one I think would have been um, a November wedding. And again, is a week or two before the, the wedding and we're going over the timeline and she's like, yeah, I don't want to do a first look. I want to do the photos after the ceremony. It's like, we have a problem. Okay. What's that? Your ceremony's at five. It's going to 5.30 and sunset in this part of the mountains is 5.15. It's dark afterwards. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you're out in this field and this point, there's no external light. It's mm-hmm. just, yeah, you can use a flash and your lights. So it's still going to be, you, you don't want your family. And, and inside the venue was not realistic to do what she wanted to do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Frustrating. Yeah, so what see, did she do? LA, all the buildings, like sunset is probably an hour and a half before a real sunset where you know that sun, you think it's sunset, but no, it's already dark. It's already dark. Mm-hmm. And so what's, what ends up happening? Not only does she have to compromise her wedding experience, but it costs her a lot of money because now she has to do a first look, which she didn't want to do, which means getting started earlier, which means that the hair and makeup team charged her a fee for starting earlier and bringing in more people. And she wanted video there. And the video is like, okay, cool. I can do it, but that's more hours than you allotted for. So it's an extra three hours because now we're doing our first look and doing getting ready. And that wasn't so on and on. And oh, the venue, they didn't open up that early. That's another thing that people don't think about. They're just like, oh, the venue's just open, but they're not. So things like, okay, I understand your problem, but you've got to pay extra because now I got to send two people there to open it up and man the place and blah, blah, blah. So all of this because of sunset, Uh thousands of dollars in fees for a wedding day experience that was not what she wanted Wow! because of sunset and a daylight savings time, you know, because her her wedding was like the week after daylight savings and she forgot about it. It didn't occur to her, you know? It's truly empowering what you're doing. I feel like just to reiterate how important this is. I, I shot a lot of weddings like for about five years before I planned my own wedding. And still I had trouble with the timeline. I wanted to go to like Rodeo Drive and get photos at LACMA and then go back to the venue. And um, I just, even though I've been shooting for so long, it just, in my head, I thought it was fine and dandy. But for, with the traffic, like you said, I didn't have that, the app to help me with the, you know, Google Maps, how long it was going to take. It just it ran too long. And I just feel like I wasn't empowered, even though I shot so many weddings prior. So it's just, this is giving bride and grooms like such an advantage to them. So exactly. This is it. And you can always say like, but there are free templates out there, but those are templates. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like saying that you want to, you want a recipe to make, you know, some sort of dinner and the recipe is going to say, you, you need flour and you need sugar your oven needs to be hot. I'll give you a tip. Make it around 400, you know, and you need some protein or whatever it is you're making. Very generically. And mix this stuff up first, put it in a pot, stick it in the oven. Probably 20 minutes is good. And then that's it. Yeah, but for how many people? Uh-huh. And how much sugar? How much water? How much flour? Ah. How much, you know what I mean? This yeah. is nuts. I, I, templates leave you with more questions than answers. Mm. 
Okay, so let's talk about real fast before we go into rapid fire questions, just kind of for bride and grooms or photographers or wedding planners listening, like how do they tell their couples about you and like the price? I know because it's very reasonable. So I want to kind of shout out the price. And then what's like the first step that people make? Sure. So it's weddingdaydimeline.com and the price is $95.99. It's one time. There's no subscription. That's so crazy. Awesome. It's a full, uh, you get a full account. When you log in, the whole process takes you five minutes. In five minutes, you'll have your timeline. Wow. We walk you through a series of easy questions, not complicated. Things like, where are you getting ready in the morning? Um, Where's your fiance going to get ready in the morning? Where's the ceremony? Where's the venue? Do you want to do a first look or not? If you're not sure what it is, here's a video and here's a verbal uh, text description about what it is. Do you want to do a first look with dad? Do you want to do the basic questions? Now, some of it or a good part of it, you might not have really thought about, which is great because this is just forcing you and your fiance to sit down and say, do you want to do this? Don't wait until a week before the wedding to ask these questions of each other. It's kind of like, you know, do you guys want to have kids? We haven't really talked about it. Maybe you should. <laughs> it's important, <laughs> you know. <laughs> all, all this, all this kind of stuff that, like, a priest, a minister, an officiant, you know, this kind of pre-wedding Q and A therapy stuff that some couples do is great. If we force, so this is the same thing. We just force you to ask them very big. So in five minutes, yeah, then you'll have your timeline and you'll have a dashboard. You see the timeline. You can make changes to it. You can always change your answers to your questions. Um, after you make the timeline, you can submit it to your photographer or your vendors. We highly encourage it. And Chris, you can come back and say uh, to me, hey, who man, listen, um, I see that they allotted 30 minutes for family photos, but you've got a huge family and some divorces and the way I photograph and blah, blah, blah. I really need 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. So the couple can go in there and change that time from 30 minutes to 45 minutes and all the times will change accordingly. That's awesome. If you want to move your events around, like you, let's say you have grand entrance, first dance, parent dances, dinner, toast. But you're like, you know what? I just want to have, I want to come in, eat dinner, and then do all that stuff. You can drag the blocks around. Okay. All the times will change automatically. You don't have to do any math. So everything always moves so that the timeline is never broken. Oh, I'm going to recommend this to all my couples. This is so evolutionary to our wedding industry. Um, I guess any last words about the timeline before we go into yeah. the fire questions? What, what, one last thing that I think is yes. really important because it happens a lot. Okay. Parents or wedding party members getting lost, going to a specific location. Typically happens when you're going to a park for photos, but sometimes that happens going from the church or the ceremony site to a reception site. I've experienced like disaster, like this often happens, you miss photos, you get late, things run late. And usually it's with out of town guests who are not familiar and the street addresses are weird or can be confusing or they just got the wrong thing. What we do is we will text out Google map links, text and email out Google map links to all of your locations on your wedding day the parents wow. and the wedding party members. Oh my gosh. So you no longer, if you get lost, it's your own damn fault. <laughs> wow. This is so crazy. I've never heard of anything like that. That is 
pretty clutch because people get lost all the time. It's so sad when like the the dads like lost the reception or they can't Listen, find a park. It's so sad. I mean, just in the past 12 months, I've had an elopement, which was the bride and the groom and two sets of parents. That's it. Six people late by an hour and 10 minutes mm-hmm. because the parents of the groom were lost and couldn't find the park. Mm. Bride's in the car. It's 90 degrees summer outside. Mm-hmm. She's stressed. The groom's on the phone, mm. frustrated to hell. Dad, come on, come on. This is not how you want to get married. Mm. And, and, and no one thought about it. It's not mm-hmm. their fault. Like you've never done this before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, after doing hundreds of weddings, I've seen it. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to anticipate every potential problem that you might run into. And I want to anticipate it for you so you don't have it. I'm really emotional about this because it's such like kind of changes a game of us as wedding photographers, wedding planners and bride and grooms. And it's just so helpful to them to like, we keep saying empower them, but also like to make their, their happy day, like literally the most happy day possible and not have yes. to go through all that stress. Yes. But that was beautiful. Can I just ask you a couple of fun questions? Real please, fast? please. Okay. Um, let's see, you were a pilot. So what was your favorite place that you traveled to? That we flew to? Ooh. Flew. Um, hmm. We, well, it was nice. We, we did a, we did a, once a cross-country flight in a DC-3 from North Carolina to Northern California. Oh, okay. Beautiful. And then do you still fly? Um, not much. It's expensive. And, you know, this, this new project takes up a lot of time. But yeah, I still, I still have my license, all my licenses, and I maintain my instructor licenses. So from time to time, I do fly, yes. Nice, nice. Okay, I'll ask you a little coachy question because I am a coach. But sure. with, um, if you had a magic wand, where would you see your business, your uh, wedding day timeline business in ninety days, three months? I would see it with um, three times the amount of users that we have now. Okay. And those users all being saying, "This was so easy and so helpful." And we're so appreciative that this was able to help us with our wedding day. Yeah. And I'm going to help you as much as possible too. Thank you. Spread the word. And then what do you like to do for fun? Soccer. Soccer? soccer uh, yeah. Like, yeah. Enjoy playing soccer. And um, yeah, this is probably the biggest thing. Oh, nice. And then I guess lasting words, um, this, this podcast, a lot of photographers and wedding professionals listen to some bride and grooms, but say like a wedding photographer is struggling right now, just in general, like getting their business off the ground and knowing how to talk to clients or anything, like what advice would you tell them? Cause you are a true veteran 17 years. Get off the internet, get oh. off Facebook, get off Instagram, get off whatever group that you're in. Stop listening to what everyone's saying because most people are lying and you have to just take photos of what's interesting to you and be genuinely interested in your couples and do not overcharge. Mm. Definitely get off the internet. Ah, Nothing nothing good happens on the internet. (laughs) Oh my God. That is so beautiful. And it's actually probably a answer that like no one else would answer like that. But sometimes you just kind of have to find your passion again. Um, and, I'll tell you this. Yeah. If, if I was starting out now and I was and I would go on the, the groups and listen to what people are saying, I'd shoot myself. I'd never do it. Because mm. it's, 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 like it's, it's like some sort of hidden mystery that you've got to do all these things. You don't need a second shoot. You don't need, you know, a bunch of courses. Mm-hmm. Buy the most basic used camera. 
get a 50, stick mm-hmm. it on manual, go out and take a bunch of pictures. Doesn't matter who they are. You don't need amazing million dollar weddings. Some of the best weddings I took were the ones that were, I don't know, their budget might've been like 5,000 bucks. Mm-hmm. It was like catered with Bojangles just out in someone's backyard. <laughs> like 50 people are hanging out. It was like Bluetooth from an iPhone to like some speaker. I hear you. It was so awesome. It was great photos. Aww. And find challenging light. Don't take every photo you take shouldn't be in the shade, you know? Mm. Go out, take photos at two in the afternoon. Woman, this is such a powerful conversation. Where can everyone find you? So uh, my photography site is vesic.com. It's V like Victor, E-S-I-C. And then, of course, um, WeddingDayTimeline.com is your path to wedding sanity. Mm. Thank you, Human. Thank you for Marissa, being Thanks so much for having me. I love talking to you. It was great. Thanks for joining me this week on Get a Heck Yes with Carissa Wu. Make sure to follow, subscribe, leave a review, or tell a friend about the show. Take a screenshot and post to IG. Tag me. Also, don't forget to download my free guide on how to become a lead generating machine. See you next time, wedding pros.